have like a couple pair, but I'm very picky about which shoes are white. Yeah, I have several pairs, and I, it's funny because I only wear them. I've had the same pair of Chris Paul's CP3s for, I want to say like like 15 years. I've had those shoes for so long. I'm so petty that uh, if it's a basketball player that I don't like, even if they have dope shoes, I'll refuse <laughs> to buy them. I'll never have. Do you not like CP3? Uh, I've always loved his game, but he's just, I mean, he's like one of the most notorious floppers of all time. He's such a flopper. <laughs> so I can't respect him. And then, you know, you already know I'm oh, a LeBron great. hater, but luckily I don't really like most of his shoes. But there's some sweet Kyrie's out there that I've thought about. But Wait, I, I didn't know that. You're a LeBron hater. Let's get into that. Let's, let's open that. up the show with some LeBron debate. Uh, the, no, let's open up the show with, I just got back from Vegas. Oh. I just got back from Las Vegas. Okay, how, yes. how do we do? Are we up? Are we down? Did you break even? Uh, down a little bit for the trip. Okay. Down a little bit. So it was, uh, I always go on this trip. It's all, it, it, end of July, beginning of August, every year, because this is the time of the year where I get to hit that reset button. My last trip before soccer and football and all hockey starts back up pretty soon and all this stuff it's it's crazy so um it was fun i smoked a cigar i uh hung out you know we we it, it wasn't we were there for a couple days a night at, at the aria but it i i have a quick story for you so it. story time i expected you know because i've i usually stay at mgm properties because i get comps there and and i just usually go there and 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 I've never stayed at the Aria, and the Aria is obviously an MGM property, and sure. so I got a comp room, a whole, you know, the whole deal. It was awesome. I was really excited for it, and I gotta say, I really wasn't super impressed. And I'm not one of those people who like walks into like a hotel and I'm like, let's search for all these things that are wrong. Like I'm generally pretty happy with whatever, right? Same thing with a restaurant. I don't go in and suddenly become some critic of, oh, it's not like generally like Allie and I, and my wife, we'll, we'll go in somewhere. We like most food. We like most places. So I'm not like some huge like let's let's be a, a harsh critic. But it was worn down. You know, the first thing they have these like little iPads that are supposed to control the room, which was cool. But that was broken mm. and it was actually kind of shattered. Hate so that. I had to let them know just little things like the door wouldn't you know keep shut. There was dripping. Just, you know, little things here and there. But whatever. We were having a great time despite all that stuff. Okay. And you didn't complain to, to, get, to get like comp a free meal or something. No, dude. No. See, that's my point is that I don't do that kind of stuff. But we went to bed and I got to admit, we had a little help from alcohol that night. So we were sleeping very. <laughs> no, exactly. Vegas? So we were what? sleeping. Yeah, exactly. And we woke up at about four in the morning to this chirping sound. Now, we heard it the night before, but it had stopped because it, it was the refrigerator making this like chirping sound. And we noticed that when we would push the fridge shut. It kind of stopped, okay? So 4 a.m., this starts going on, and it's loud, louder than before, and non-fucking-stop, the chirping, the chirping. So eventually, I'm like, we got to call maintenance. Like, because I asked, I was like, can I just unplug this fridge? And maintenance, or in the the person at the front desk was like, no, because unfortunately, if anything happens, you're the one responsible. You'd have to pay for it. So we're just going to send someone up. That's the protocol. It's a big building, so he'll be there when he can, which that gave me a lot of confidence. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> When's this going to happen? So he gets there actually not too bad. It was only probably like 15 minutes and notices it's not the fridge. It's a cricket. It's a fucking cricket. Oh, and it's, wow. it's back there lunch. And he goes, I can't do anything about this. He goes, it's stuck. I can't, you know, we're not going to spray. We're not going to do anything. He goes, I'm, I'm so sorry. There's nothing I can do. So I called the front desk and we ended up moving rooms because we could either try and sleep or that wasn't happening. <laughs> or have I, a roommate. Well, you know what we actually tried after that was I put on my iPad the, like an oscillating fan sound effect we tried turning the tv on so the tv and the fan sound effect are blasting so we tried to power through it sure we're like this isn't happening Here. this fucking cricket is and so we called the front desk they moved rooms and i asked i go you know is there any way we... it's 4 30 in the morning dude and i go is there any way we could just like you know head up and, and sleep for a few more hours and come get our stuff they said unfortunately no you have to pack you have to move rooms entirely so there we are getting all of our stuff from all over the room the bathroom packing moved to the new room and yeah so that was so i have, that was I have a question have you have you never heard a cricket before or is this like a hybrid desert cricket that has a different <laughs> sound because i feel like if i had a cricket in my room uh, i would just be like that's a cricket i wouldn't right. think it was like right. some some different sound okay so it, it was a it was a bit of a different cricket sound than I'm used to. So I think it was a slightly different cricket than I'm used to. Okay. But that's not the an cricket excuse. was drunk. That's the that, problem. That's not the excuse because, or that's not an excuse because, the first thing we thought was, there's a cricket in the room. 
So that was our, mm. it's funny, that was where we started. That, that was board game uh, spot number one, right? Is we're like cricket. But then we noticed that the more we manipulated the fridge, this is how stupid, you know, I can be and human beings can be sometimes. You just look for, this is why in, 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 in football, Will, I say we don't want to overlook correlation. This is what I did. So we noticed that when the fridge was like, when I would manipulate the fridge, open it, shut it, the sound it would, would stop. Because stop. Uh, <laughs> the cricket was scared behind the fridge. Because the cricket was scared. Exactly. And exactly. And so I, cor- I, I thought oh, because the fridge was doing that and because the sound stopped, it naturally must be the fridge. And, but it did sound like, you know how like a lot of refrigerators would make that like, like it, it, it didn't, it sounded like it totally could have been. A, I could and get Allie it. got a video of it. So next time you're in studio, oh, I can't obviously wait. we're not in studio. <laughs> next time we're in studio, I'll, I'll, she'll play you the video and you can be the judge of would you. But also we were drinking and it was 430 in the yeah, morning. Yeah, Maybe yeah. we had, we had honestly, our wits about us more. I wouldn't expect a cricket in a in an even a halfway decent hotel. Sure let alone like a I'm, like a, a well-known casino like Aria. Right. But it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, stock down on Aria Casino. Like, uh, yeah, these, unfortunately, these guys are it, just it wasn't top notch. Yeah, stock down. I really want to see this video and just watch you Mr. Bean this refrigerator all over <laughs> no, this hotel room. No, no, it was just uh, in, case the, in case the refrigerator, like we thought, or the sound stopped when they got there. We didn't want to be the crazy people, you know, <laughs> complaining about about nothing. So we got that so we could play it for them if need this be. This is the, yeah, the I'll, curse I'll, of the cricket. Now we get why you came back down. Like uh, The curse of the cricket. Yeah, I, I think if so, the cricket but, hadn't but yeah, been there, you'd have won. Look. If you're going to, because I got the comped room, so that's always nice. That's why I like to try out those places. But if it's not comped, that room is 350 bucks a night. Before that's taxes. crazy. I, I would much recommend for a, staying at a place like Park MGM or, or maybe like MGM if you like that side of the strip. Signature is nice. Uh, signature, that's a little bit back there. That, that's definitely nice. Um, if you like the middle of the strip, like, you know, go to, and I know some people don't like this, but uh, like uh, uh, the Q, or, uh, the Q, right? Or the Cromwell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Cromwell. Mm. Cromwell's a nice little hotel, not that expensive. You you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun. So there's better places to stay and not pay all that money. But yeah, they ended up comping, and that's kind of one thing that that I did because I didn't ask for the comp; they gave it to me. But I already get the the deal I get is up to a certain amount of nights comped, and you just have to pay the taxes and the resort fee and stuff. Sure. And then they give you fifty bucks in food that you can use like at a restaurant, nice. and they give you twenty dollars to play with, and gamble with. Wow, so a it's chip. a nice little thing. So they. Yeah, so I got a twenty dollar like, marker, taking... folks. Where's my marker? <laughs> yeah, twenty dollar marker. <laughs> exactly. But it was fun. I did make a couple futures before we. I know we're going to get started today, and we got some conferences to talk Tell about. Tell me about them. Um, so th- there's the reason it, that I did this is because you know I prefer to keep everything online. It's easier to track and just more convenient. Sure. But Vegas has uh, game of the year lines, right? So game of the year lines are some of the biggest games that you can only find at specific sports books in Vegas. Sure. So Iron Bowl, uh, I got Michigan, two, Ohio State, that yeah. type of thing. Exactly. And, and I like the, the array of games. It wasn't just the primetime ones. Like you usually get, you had some selections. So the two bets I made were, uh, we got Wisconsin minus one at Illinois, Ooh. Wisconsin minus wow. one at Illinois. Interesting. And then we got, uh, I don't know how Will's going to like this one, but I got USC minus one against at uh, Notre Dame. So uh, a couple teams on the road. I don't hate that at all. Uh, I know we, we we've okay. got some bet board stuff with Notre Dame, uh, but mm-hmm. I think I think I mean I don't know. I I don't think that's a bad bet at all. Okay, and then the last one that I decided against because I think that I can shop around and find it when these lines do open up or when this one does open up. Right now, Texas Tech is a pick'em uh, at home against TCU. And Ooh. I think that's a real interesting spot because later in the year, I think Tech's going to be up, have some big wins. I think TCU may disappoint a little bit. So that line, I think, is going to shift. So that one, I ended up passing on, but I really debated taking Tech at home with the pick Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate any of those, to be honest with you. Um, in fact, yeah. I, I think I'd ride on all three with you. So um, so we love it. I mean, look. There you go. We're not in the studio, but this is this is our technically our last preseason show. Next week, we're going to be breaking down week zero Thank games. God. We are a week away from actually betting on real college football games. It it just it feels like uh, I'm so excited that we're finally there. This actually felt like the shortest off season ever, which normally the college football off season feels so long. But I'm just so pumped. Yeah. I'm so pumped that in a week we get to prep for some week zero games and actually have some football to watch. 
And, you know, and I've already got a ton of bets out there. So I've been giving bets out through the preseason and lines have moved off the top of my head. I gave out UTEP plus two at Jacksonville State, not Jackson, Jacksonville State. That's down to a pick. That was also a so game, game of the year bet, right? Or, 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 or <laughs> what, what, what was the category for big matchups that you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The game of the year lines. No, but that's just a week zero. No, so know, the week zero lines have been available for, for a long time. But we gave out UTEP. I got. I actually ended up coming back. Well, I don't know if we talked about this. I middled, and I know well, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking about my bets. But I gave out LSU minus two. I came back when it was three and a half, and I took Florida State uh, plus three and a half. That's right. You so did tell now, me that. I, yeah. So I I would love for LSU to either win by two or three. I'd be a big one for me. And then say, uh, stay tuned for next week. I'll give all the rest and let you know some some lines that I like still. So yeah, can't wait, can't wait. And today we're breaking down uh, Big Ten and ACC. Uh, I'm excited because I think there's going to be a couple of good conferences to watch. And probably, I would guess that we're going to get a playoff team from, uh, one playoff team from either, or from both conferences, actually. I think we'll see ACC and Big Ten representation in the playoffs this year. Um, But before we get there, there's just a a couple pieces of college football news. We got news, college football. College football news. College football news that we got to touch on here. I was just I was looking at uh, at Smitty's face and I just saw his nose and it was like a, it was just a mind slip. <laughs> um, if you had to get one piercing on your face that wasn't your ear, where would you get it pierced? Oh, man, I mean, I don't want to get anything on my face pierced. If I had to, <laughs> you have to get something on your face pierced, and it, you can't get the ear. You know what sucks is it like I feel like I don't want to. I may go nose. I may go like the bull nose, right in the middle there. I, don't, I definitely can't. You can't do a the lip piercing. Yeah. You can't do a lip piercing. Maybe eyebrow. Maybe a I'd little. Go, yeah, I was gonna say eyebrow. But even eyebrow. still, that's okay. just such a douchey look. I'm sorry. If we have <laughs> listeners that that have the eyebrow piercing, like uh, as a dude, you know, we love you. Good for you. Yeah, we do love you. But I, you know, my my initial instinct when I see see you on the street it's would be douchebag. Unfortunately, so uh, I I do uh, I do apologize for that kind of wicked judgment. But anyway, um, college football news. Did you guys see that the blind side is dead? Rest R.I.P. to the blind oh side. Oh my God, I did see this. Yeah. What a what a. Also, there's why why does this have to have? This is why I'm skeptical. Well, now why there's does turns. stuff like this have to happen. In the there's world? a new twist in the story. So if you if you've been living on the moon and you haven't seen it, you know, everyone knows the movie The Blind Side about Michael Orr. He's adopted by this family and they bring him in. And then, heartwarming tale. Yeah, it, it is a heartwarming movie. Um, and. Now Michael Orr, who since like had an NFL career and stuff, he basically came out and filed a lawsuit against the Tuies, the family that allegedly adopted him, saying, "Hey, they never actually adopted me. They just made me uh, unknowingly sign a conservatorship. They made a bunch of movie off the a bunch of money off the movie and selling it and all the the movie sales, and I didn't get any of it. Since then, even though that was the big headline like a few days ago, now the Tuies have fired back and said this is a shakedown. They that he came to to us." You know, mm-hmm. in the last couple of months, and said, "Give me a an eight figure portion of your of your movie money, or I'm going to file this lawsuit." So I don't know what to believe. I think we're going to have to wait and see for the facts on this one. But it is a bummer because, like, maybe the most positive, heartwarming story in college football history is potentially just all a lie. You know, this is like finding out Santa Claus isn't real. Well, that's my point. Like, what? Why? Why can't there be one happy ending ever? Well, like, why can't it just end? And if you're telling me there is, my response is give it time. Well, give it time. There, that's cynical. I don't like that point of view. I don't enjoy that. But I mean, this was this was a great story, Michael Orr. You blindsided I mean, I, me. I honestly just tuned in for Sandra Bullock because <laughs> holy Sandra. cow, blonde. Now, what was Sandra. her best movie? What was Sandra? What, what was Sandra Sandy the best? In? I mean, I feel Speed like Miss Congeniality has got to be up yeah. there. Like that's yeah. that's probably top notch. Sandra B. Yeah, she showed some leg in there. Showed a little thigh in that one. <laughs> she had the yeah, she had the, the makeover. She went from like nerdy cop chick to like right. smoke show. You know what I mean? Which right. is always fun yeah, in a movie. She, They're she, like, hey, listen, she we had that we, moment where she took the glasses off and she was hot all <laughs> yes. of a sudden. I know. She I was just gonna say that. All they do is take it's like reverse Superman. All they do is take <laughs> off the glasses and let her hair down. All of a sudden, she's attractive. It's it's a brilliant movie <laughs> right? magic trick. Yeah, Clark Kent 2.0. But yeah, I'm excited just, to see. Just, just put some glasses on. No one recognizes. I'm excited to see how it shakes out. So we'll report back as the season goes on, as more facts. You know, uh, I know you will. Will yes, I know on, you on will. The blind I damn, side. I know you damn well will. And then you know, it, it, we're going to be talking, of course, about the Big Ten. But uh, have you guys seen this news about Iowa and Iowa State with all the players and the gambling? 
Yeah, a yeah, it's, bit, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Pretty yeah, much, ma- especially for Iowa State. That like we're talking starting running, Deckers, starting right? running back, starting quarterback. You have like yeah. big uh, uh, players that are producing a lot are included in this probe and this investigation that are not going to be playing. I know that I was bullish on this. You know, while while Tyler was away upstairs, I I, t- I said some good things about Iowa State on one of the podcasts to Smitty and. Mm-hmm. That was before I knew that they weren't going to have a starting quarterback and a starting running back anymore. So, Tyler, this is going to be your your favorite season because I have a feeling it's going to not bode well for Matt Campbell. And, by the way, probably not going to you know, bode well for I Iowa either. Appreciate, I don't appreciate this, how you've painted me as anti-Matt Campbell. I'm just pro-truth. <laughs> That's all I am. Yeah. I'm nothing but pro-truth. Yeah. That's how I see no it. No doubt. Uh, You've never given like harsh opinions at all. They've only been facts. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. Do you think that there's betting going on in other colleges? right now oh sure. yeah, yeah yeah of course there is they're just, they're just the ones who got caught and i think what happened was there was some whistleblower someone for some reason raised some flags and it may have been like a high profile person it may have been 100 deckers because 100 deckers is actually in in trouble for a lot more than betting now betting's the main thing that they had the, the main allegation for these players but the serious stuff with a lot of these guys is the attempt to cover up uh evidence right right you know? which what even and is that are they like burning documents they deleted or destroying stuff, deleted cell emails, phones deleted pr- deleted yeah stuff that could have been used against them and there's evidence that, that they used other accounts they they had false identification so they faked their own ids right. or having their parents in decker's case yeah he got his parents to sign up he used the parents accounts and it doesn't take a lot they can tell a lot about where you're betting from it's very very precise right. location Obviously, data you, you yeah and so i mean what I didn't realize until this all happened was they can even tell where you are inside your own house, like what room you're in. Wow. And I didn't, I didn't realize it was that sort That's of concerning. complex. It, it kind of is when you think <laughs> nah, about it. But fine. so, so if, 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 if <laughs> let's say it, one of two things happened, either someone like a hundred acres, the red flag went up there where they go, wait a minute, this person's betting on campus in the locker room, with an account registered to Debbie Deckers, whatever her name might be, and she lives, you know, 75 miles away. What's going on here? Maybe that happened, or I think the more likely thing is some sort of whistleblower or someone else getting caught. Therefore, they have to cross the t- you know, cross T's, dot the I's. We have to do some formal investigation now, and they're going, oh, wow, and they keep uncovering something and uncovering something, and the more they look, the more they find. So one of those two things is happening, and it is kind of unfortunate because – Obviously, I'm pro-betting. I think, you know, getting these kids in trouble potentially for the rest of their lives over some $20 bets is, is ridiculous. And, you know, that's how I feel about it. But, right. well, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's really only like a huge concern, obviously, if they were, but some of them were betting on games they were playing in. And that, that you know, even if they were only, if this is like a Pete Rose situation, oh, I was only betting right. on my team, it's still concerning, right? And so... Um, well, Hunter Deckers was backing up uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, during that game that they bet on in 2021, I believe the article I read said, how does he know Brock Purdy's not going to go down with an injury and he's going to go in and have some influence on that game? Now, I'm, I doubt he would have. Right. I mean, look, I'm speculating at that point what he would have done. But, well, and there was an Iowa player mm-hmm. who bet the under. Like, sometimes they were betting the under, and that's when it's like, okay, if they're betting the under and it's an offensive player, that caught, you know, that potentially. Again, I don't know that these guys are, like, fully point-shaving or influencing the game or anything, but, like, that's where it gets dangerous. And... Yeah, you're right. I I guarantee this has been going on in other schools. Yeah. But you know my favorite part with all this stuff? Every story you hear. This happened with the Alabama baseball coach. This has happened with football players, right. basketball players, hockey players, professionals. Like Everyone who gets caught doing this, none of them are winning. It's like, <laughs> and this proves the point that it's so funny. It's mean like, out here on these streets. That the more you are inside the sport, the better you'd be betting it. But you know, it doesn't take five minutes watching ESPN and these ex players talking their favorite bets of the week to realize, oh, that's not the case. They're just as susceptible to it than anyone else. But yeah, the house it's wins. just interesting that that yeah, people. Well, unless you know it, unless you know how to what you're doing, will yeah, well, then the house does not always win. We're gonna and that's we're the one take thing. Down the house I just got back from Vegas. So, I just got back from Vegas, obviously. But I've been taking down the house for four years on this show, documented. I'm up like. 60 units or something like that. But let's go out from Vegas. The difference in sports bet and the reason they limit you in sports bets, the reason why I've been banned now from three websites and limited on others, I now have a time ban on one of the websites. It can't be on for a certain amount of time. (laughs) It's because blackjack, craps, roulette, whatever it is, you're not really playing against a dealer. You're not really playing against any... You're playing against a set of rules that are designed to beat you. So, of course, the house always wins. Now, blackjack, you can actually sometimes win counting cards. Right. 
and you know counting the only thing about counting cards is when it's a 52 card deck everything's known there's 52 cards and so but let's say you start dealing and there's a lot of tens that come out in the early part of the deck that's really good for the house right then you're screwed. A lot of twos and threes come out at the early part of that deck. That's really good for the player, actually to the point where you can win. But the point is, you're not going to win. Long term, they're still going to kill you all those games. Sure. Sports betting, however, is the one thing you can walk up and bet where the outcome is so... Oh, no, there's so many things that are so difficult to predict. You're pricing unknowns. And so, in my opinion, the le- the more you know about sports, it doesn't matter. The better you are at and of course, this is going to be my opinion, but the better you are, you know, being an actuary, the better you can do in sports betting. You know, actuaries who come up with prices for insurance, how the hell are they supposed to know? There's a lot of unknown information. The, this round of 16-year-olds this year, all these people, what should their price point be? Because they make it too expensive, no one's going to buy it. They make it too cheap, they're going to lose a lot of billions of dollars p- potentially. So how are they supposed to decide what are these 16-year-old male and females worth who are going to start driving this year. So I, I'll take an actuary over an ex-coach betting all day. It's about pricing uncertainties. That's why sports, the ho- unfortunately, well, the house doesn't always win. That's a misconception. Just, and, uh, just the vast majority of the sports. time they win against yes. against your average <laughs> yes. square like, like yes. myself. Um, yeah, look, I, I think that we'll probably see more of this moving forward with other schools, but I think it's only going to happen in states where you have legalized betting because like, oh, there's, no, there's not going to be any investigation into offshore betting accounts in Texas, right? Because they, they, there's no incentive there. But once it's regulated and legalized in those states, so it's probably going to be limited to just the states where you have legalized betting and states where maybe they are are putting an extra emphasis on that. So a lot of factors at play, but certainly something to watch. An extra emphasis, emphasis on syllables. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's just going to be interesting to watch how that shakes out for both Iowa and Iowa State. But uh, last thing I wanted... Good stuff, Will. Good news. Oh, there's more news. No, All this right. isn't even news. So I'm guessing you guys haven't seen it, but I want to check first because what I want to do next week is... ES, uh, or not ESPN. Netflix just released this new documentary about Johnny Manziel. Did you guys watch it already or no? I haven't seen it, now. I did. I watched okay, it. Okay, so Smitty's seen it. So I, here's what I say we do. Uh, Smitty's already seen it. Tyler, you and I both have to watch it before next week's show. And we'll give a, okay. we'll give a review on next week's show as well as breaking down week zero games. And then I believe by that time or shortly after, they're going to release the one on the 2008 like Florida Gators, the Urban Meyer, the Swamp Thugs. And so, again, we're going to okay. have to review that as well. Okay. Also, yeah. also, they're releasing one about um, Bishop Sycamore High School. Oh, le- a legendary mm, nice. dude. Uh, the Bishop so Sycamore. We'll, 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 I made a lot of money betting against them. That trio, baby. We'll have to review uh, all of them. Yeah, I mean. All right. All right, should we get to the draft? That's our favorite high school team of all time. Uh, yes, we should. So <laughs> sure uh, we'll, okay. we'll start with the ACC, yes? Uh, yeah, starting the ACC, uh, for those who haven't listened to the other previews, go back and listen. The way we're kind of doing this, kind of shaking things up a little bit, we're drafting. So we each get a pick for the winner of the conference, and we each get a pick for the loser of the conference. Six total draft picks. And at the end of the year, if you get a winner or a loser correct, you get a point. My least amount of points has to bring in uh, some dinner. So, all right, uh, who's one, two, and three? I'm going to do some live stuff here. I'll take one. Ryan will take two. Will takes three. That doesn't seem right, fair so first, at all. <laughs> You're, no, 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 no. I was saying for the random oh, number generator. okay. I was like, you'll just take one. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. So, all right. So, the first pick is three, Will. Will gets first Wonderful. pick. Wonderful. I haven't had first yet. Second pick is me. Yeah. No, Ryan's number two. Damn it. I'm third again. Feels good right. to be winning. So, Will, Will one, Ryan two, me third. Oh, you know what sucks is I get the first. All right, here, Ryan. You get the first pick I for, will the, tra- for the loser. I will trade you the second pick. <laughs> no, we can't do it. Because here's what. what? Well, here's, here's the positive thing about that. And here's why I want this. I want a top two pick for the Big Ten. I either want Michigan State or Ohio, or Michigan or Ohio State. That's why I want this. So I want the first or second for the Big Ten. That's where my angle is here. Yeah, I mean. Right, well, what, do I, what do I get in return? You get the second pick. And I get the third pick. No, I already had the second pick. Yeah, what is that? I get the second pick. You get the third pick. <laughs> you're just trading down. You're, you're building some draft capital. Okay, that was stupid. All right, well, whatever. whatever. It's fine. Uh, we'll, we're starting with the ACC anyway. We, we yeah. can work out the, the Big Ten draft selection. We'll um, just, we'll just re, <laughs> we'll redraft before the Big Ten. <laughs> okay. Give you a chance to yell at Still a one in three chance that yeah, you end up third. Um, so uh, my first pick for the ACC <laughs> is, uh, unfortunately, Clemson. I wanted to pick Florida State. 
but I'm picking Clemson. And honestly, the, the number one reason why is because of Garrett Riley. They bring in Garrett Riley as offensive coordinator. Uh, the guy who was the offensive coordinator at TCU last year, of course, the brother of Lincoln Riley. You all know him. And he, I mean, the TCU offense had a great system last year with Max Duggan, and Max Duggan was great. I think that Cade Klubnik could be better. And so to me, like uh, the the offensive issues that we saw last year out of Clemson with Tony Elliott leaving were a lot of times slowing Clemson down. Like I expect the defense to be back and be improved this year. And they, they get Florida State, they get Notre Dame at home. Uh, like all yeah. the signs are pointing to Clemson and repeating again. So I'm taking the Tigers. Yeah, I'm 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 big on Clemson this year. I don't get why everyone's like selling their stock because they had a couple of years where they didn't compete for a national title. Right. Uh, eleven and three last year, and it's considered you know buying them low right now. Uh, did you mention Garrett Riley coming over from TCU? That was the whole point. Yeah, I'm glad you were listening. No, well that's why I asked you to mention it. If you notice, we're on camera right here. I was fumbling for my notes. I thought I had to go reprint them off again. So I didn't listen. Was like it the first hard half for you, you to said. split certain so pieces of paper of, so for it, a reason, Tyler? You know what it was. <laughs> Maybe because he's wearing gloves. I had to take my gloves off. It's chilly here, and we're blasting the AC in the studio. Um, it's August, but that's dude. what I did. So I come back. I didn't hear what you said. Instead of of repeating what you said and pissing the audience off, I thought it'd be courteous. Say, hey, Will, did you happen to mention this? I did. And you and you and you call me out now and make it a huge deal that I was, uh, wasn't listening. Yeah, Garrett I'm sorry, Riley. Will. I'm, he, he, he's the main reason why I'm you picking know, let's number just move one. On. I have nothing else to say about Clemson. You're right. Everything Will said was right. Let's move on from Clemson. Ryan, you the second pick? Feels good. <laughs> yeah. Right, who do you got? Uh, well, then I'm going to take Florida State. Surprised Will didn't. Um, dynamic mm-hmm. offense that, uh, that uh, uh, Coach uh, Norvell's got this year. Um, defense, uh, some questions, but uh, still only allowed uh, just under 21 points a game last year. Um, so I think Florida State's going to win the ACC this year. Okay. Uh, they were a darling last year for all the advanced stats people, right? They finished really high in a lot of those efficiency stats on defense. And like you mentioned, bringing back nine starters. The line against LSU week one, I think it's really telling and really interesting. It's it's a quote-unquote new, uh, neutral game. It's played in Orlando. Sure. Kind of home for Florida State. Yeah. But FSU opened up minus two. And the current line is LSU minus two. Mm-hmm. So that thing got flipped, and it went all the way, like I said, to, to LSU minus three and a half. That's a huge change. Sure. Obviously, people buying earlier on LSU – but it shows me that it went back to two, that this is going to be a very, very competitive game. And what this uh, essentially, the takeaway is neutral field. Even if you give Florida State maybe a half point for home, that's not saying LSU is that much better than Florida State. So it's going to be, you know, their ceiling is as high this year. I'm, I'm personally selling my Florida State stock, but I think for the number two overall pick, it, it, it's a good one. So sure. All right, uh, my pick. I am going to go – who do you guys think I'm picking here? UNC. No, I think you're going to take – I think you're going to take – I think, you're, I think, I you think might UNC take has – Pitt. That's my guess. I think you're going to take the Panthers. I do think uh, UNC has the best quarterback in the, in the conference. No doubt. Um, okay, UNC, yeah. they Possibly the country. They're definitely going to be loaded. But, yeah, I, I, I do like Pitt. I think their upside is, is very high here. And I believe Pat Narduzzi is probably the most underrated coach in the Big Ten, or in the uh, ACC, against the spread, 54-47-2. It doesn't jump off the page, but lately he's been doing very well. Last couple of years, bucking a lot of these trends that he had going for his whole career, and his system finally in place. I think the road schedule, Virginia, uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, they get past or somehow find a way to compete with Notre Dame, which, Will, you ask Will, you know, Notre Dame's already forgotten about that game because they won it in the offseason when this schedule got printed. But I think this, the favor the schedule's favorable, and we always talk about home road games. What it's you know what's important for certain teams. I think the fact that Pitt gets Cincinnati at home, who's going to be down this year, UNC, who Ryan just mentioned, at home, Florida State at home. I think it, I think things set up well for him. So look, I have the third overall pick. Not that much to choose from. I think I got screwed over. I think the fix was in with the random number generator I used. <laughs> but, uh, you used. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm taking Pitt, though. Um, let's look up some odds. I like, I, I like I, that I, pick, honestly. Like, I had them um, as kind of like a dark horse for, team for me. Like, they, they have a pretty favorable schedule, like you said. Um, that they bring, like, I, my, I think Phil uh, Yurkovich or Jerkovich or however you say you pronounce the last name, mm-hmm. like, he's got experience, which, which is good. 
But I don't know if he's going to be like to me. I think what they want him to be is like what Kenny Pickett was that last year at Pitt. And I have a question mark kind of if they can get there. Why do they need him to be Kenny Pickett, who went 15th overall to the Steelers? Like, they don't need that. They just need someone to come in and be consistent. And I think that's exactly what Jerkovic, uh, Jerkovic, like you Jerkovic. said. Now you got me going. I was going to go Jerkovic. Did at Boston <laughs> College. Like, I think he he played really well in big games. I'm I, I'm buying my my stock on him. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, really I just think year. that like the best Pitt team we've seen so far. You know, like uh, you know, Pitt's never going to be a team that is going to just have like more talent than than the top, you know, three or four teams in the ACC. And so I think right. in order for them to compete at that level, now look, Narduzzi's done a really good job. I think like I've I've definitely dug into him in the past on like inconsistency, like winning games that, you know, having big upsets, but then maybe losing games he's not uh, that he's supposed to win. But I've actually been really impressed with him in the last couple of years. I like the pick. I think they're a dangerous team, even for someone like Penn State, who they're going to play, you know, in the first couple of weeks this this season. No, for sure, but I think it says, look, last year, 9 and 4. Year before that, 11 and 3. Yep. They're finally hitting a stride at Pitt and it's all cuz Narduzzi. People don't realize this. Pitt doesn't get any run, any attention. I think it's uh I think it's going to be a good season for him. So, all right, um let's move on to the losers of the conference. Losers. Uh, oh, by the way, I pulled up the odds here. Uh favorites to win the ACC. Currently Clemson plus 150, Florida State is uh second plus 170. And God, I, I hate you guys with this, man. And then there's the huge jump off, just like there's going to be in the Big Ten. Who's who's third? UNC, UNC, UNC is third, eleven to one. Well, actually, they're tied. UNC and Pitt are both. Uh, Where's Miami? Because I feel like there's still some <laughs> Miami hardos out there that are saying like this is our year, even though to me it's totally like I'll believe it when I see it. But they have a lot of talent, two new coordinators, like. What are the odds on Miami? Because they were a big buy last let me, year. Let me pull it up. This uh, only sh- had the first five on there, which Miami wasn't there. Louisville was fifth. Oh, wow. At 14. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, they did go five yeah. and seven last year, so it makes sense. But, okay, losers. Uh, so, then, wait, who went third? Ty- uh, Tyler, you got the number one pick here? I, I would prefer to pull this up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I-, I didn't realize we were doing a show today. Sorry, I couldn't have done this before. No, you're good, bro. Um, Miami, to answer your question, 20 to one. They are the sixth 20 to overall one. team. I mean, that's almost like yeah. enticing, just knowing the kind of talent they have <laughs> uh, to be. And I'm not even like riding my. I'm usually very down on Miami, but 21 is eh, for a flyer. I don't know. Okay, all right. I'm gonna go, go five spot on them. Who cares? There we go. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna go Virginia. What do you think about? About some, that, some low hanging fruit. Yeah, fading Tony Elliott. Uh, I have major question marks about Tony Elliott. You know, he didn't have any head coach experience before this, and I've said multiple times how important I believe head coach is, and how much stock I put in that. Especially the the, the first couple years at a program. Do you know what you're doing? Can you handle all the changes? Bring in a new staff. Bring in new players. And last year, three and seven weren't great against the spread. Four and six overall. They're not bringing that much for, for a team that really wasn't great statistically in advanced stats anyway. And they get James Madison non-conference. That could be a loss. James Madison showed last year they're, they're a very good team, and, and they've got a good offensive line. They've got William and Mary. That uh, Look, I know that William, William and Mary. William and Mary? <laughs> at the same time. Tough. Sounds like my trip in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> that That's not one that you automatically chalk up as, as a win either. And they've got tough games. I mean, we're talking Maryland on the road, Boston uh, or uh, – Boston College, I don't know why I have that here. North Carolina on the road, Miami on the road, Louisville on the road. And they finished the season, Duke Vautech. You know, we'll talk about Duke in a sec, which I think they're going to have an interesting year. But um, overall, Virginia, I'll take them as the team to come in last in the ACC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't uh, – I mean, I, it's tough. I think that that bottom of the ACC is going to be like a lot of similar teams. And so, so there, there's odds. a lot of different odds, ways to, to go about it. Let me give you some odds. So Virginia and Georgia Tech are tied both 200 to 1 as last place uh, in the odds. Boston College, 150 to 1. And then Virginia Tech is 100 to 1. Okay, and you pick Virginia, right? Cavs, baby. Yeah. Fading the Cavs. Okay. Smitty, your pick? Uh, I'll go with uh, Boston College. Um, Let me see. Got troubles on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, the returning quarterback, uh, Emmett Moorhead, uh, did play pretty well last season. Um, had a full offseason to prepare, but they're going to struggle on the offensive line. Struggled mightily defensively last year, um, giving up 30 points a game. 
um, and only returning five starters this year. So I think they're going to struggle and uh, maybe even overtake Virginia for that uh, bottom yeah, bottom you, of the pool. And you talk about, you know, uh, coaching, and, and I, I mentioned how important it is. Last uh, couple of years since he's been here, Jeff Halfley's never won more than six games. Yeah, three and nine last year. Right. Yeah, I, don't, I think the arrow's going down. All right, Will, what do you got for the third pick? I'm shocked here because uh, going in, this was my num- my number one loser is Georgia Tech. Um, I know that uh, wow. that Brent Key, obviously, he, he kind of uh, had some positive turnaround towards the end of the season when he came in as the interim for when Jeff Collins got fired. But to me, I think that slight uptick in performance for them at the end of the year was maybe more about like, hey, new coach, new message than about like Brent Key being, you know, the guy here. So uh, I, I, expe- I just think that Georgia Tech is lacking talent. And, uh, and, and until again, like it, it's very much like a, you know, I'll believe it when I see it type thing. They've been a, a bottom feeder in the ACC for a long time now. So I'll take the, the yellow jackets, just bring back the triple option and then I'll be all so, for it. So I got a promotion, uh, like two months ago for a new offshore sports book mm-hmm. and they let you buy a certain amount of points for it was specific games and the game I ended up choosing. I know you're not going to like this. Well, I have week one, Georgia tech plus 14 and a half against Louisville plus four no I don't know that I totally dislike that again I think that Louisville uh wow with Jeff Brom though it's a neutral it's a neutral site and it's in Atlanta it's a Friday night game uh, if you I, want a piece of that we can we can bet board it up let's wait until we get there but uh right. but potentially I don't know I definitely am, I, I definitely am stock up on Louisville but um yeah I don't know I, I I'm not ready to call that a bet board just yet but you know I've learned my lesson oh just my blindly my taking bad order. boards against I, you. I have some stuff to say against Duke, or about Duke, though, before okay. we... Okay, the, the Blue Devils. Uh, so I got, I got two teams left uh, now that we finish the draft. I got something to say about Duke and then my pick. So my over-under pick uh, is going to... Well, I'll save that for the end. So Duke is interesting because I think Duke is going to be all over the board for what people think this year because a 10-3 and season last year I think is going to kind of... Uh, throw people off from what should be expected this season if you're a Duke fan. And I get it. I understand. I, I, I fall for this too a lot of the time, but I'm going to go with more what the market says and less what the narrative says. Narrative says this team's turned around. Duke's a real competitor. I believe the market believes not the case. Six and a half is currently the over-under, and it started seven and a half. So it's been bet down heavily. It takes a lot to move a, a team when there's 12 games in a regular season, right. an entire game down from seven and a half to six and a half. Maybe you move a game down from like three to two, maybe like 11 and a half to 10 and a half. In that meaty part, six and a half to seven and a half, you don't get that. So a lot of people think down year for Duke. Um, they're only losing. Here's the thing offensively, and I get. So here's the thing that I get with Duke. People see 10 and three last year, they're bringing back. Everybody, offensively. I mean, they only lost their left guard. And they finished, what, 28th in FEI, which is opponent-adjusted efficiency last year. So, good season. And uh, Mike Elko enters his second year as head coach. So, you know, I I see where people are up on Duke, but personally, I'm selling my stock. I'm not taking the under. This is not my over-under bet, but generally, game by game, I'm probably going to be looking to uh, fade Duke. And I think that their schedule is not doing them any favors. You know, uh, they're going to be big dogs against Clemson, Notre Dame. They go at FSU, at UNC. And let me ask you, you know, we talk about the market where they perceive Duke right now. I like to play this game, right? Guess the line. Uh, Week one, Duke plays um, Clemson. Clemson. What do you think the line is? At home. Yeah, it's it's at Duke. What do you think the line is? Um, I have to think that uh, the Clemson's heavy favorites, even though Duke had a, a nine-win season. I'll go Clemson minus eleven. No, they went nine and four last year. Duke did. Yeah, I was going to go uh, Clemson minus ten. It is uh, fourteen and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Big big number. Okay. Um, and then finally, my pick. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm taking it over, Will. Can you believe it? Hey, One of my best bets. Too so I'm short taking to bet it over. Under. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, over six, Wake Forest. Now, the caveat here, it's only available on FanDuel. It's six and a half everywhere else, and it's going up. So you've got to get this, but I like that Wake Forest over six, minus 140. Obviously, everyone's going to be down on Wake because they're losing Sam Hartman. The great Sam Hartman that's apparently going to rescue. He's the one who, okay, he's the, him and Marcus Freeman, those are the ones who are going to rescue Notre Dame. I get it. But anyway, I think most people are overreacting to that. I don't want to. Um, Dave Clawson is actually 
a super, super underrated coach. You know he's 97 and 73 against the spread. Yeah, like, he's a great coach. You don't think that when you think Wake Forest. He's entering his 10th season at Wake. And look, no one's saying they're going to win the ACC, but we're, that's not what we're betting on here. But I think they're going to look – I think they're going to be looking good heading into the bye week. They've got Elon, Vandy, at Old Dominion, Georgia Tech, bye. They can, I, I see a potential – for a three and one, four and zero oh start, and I know the ACC schedule is demanding. They're at Clemson, at Vatech. They got Pitt and FSU at home, and that's in a four week span, right? Ooh. At Clemson, then that's at rough. Virginia Tech, then home against Pitt, then home against FSU. Like that's that's a pretty tough span. They get Duke on the road. We just talked about. It. They get Notre Dame on the road, Syracuse on the road to end the season. So I get where the skepticism might be coming from, but I think that uh, I think you know five wins would be a. a, a, a disappointing season mm-hmm. despite what there's what a lot of people are saying before the year starts um so i get i get the skeptic the skepticism but i think they're going to be in most of the games they play and honestly i think this does come down to coaching over the talent i'd rather take and i am taking a dave clausen team over the talent right now because most outlets most people who are grading this team say they don't have a terrific offensive line. They don't have a solid front seven on defense. But I, I'll take the coaching, knowing who they have over the course of a season, over six for a Wake Forest. Okay. Now, Tyler, I may have to go and dig back into some podcasts from last season because while I think I understand your your opinion on uh, maybe uh, pumping the brakes on all the hype with Notre Dame getting Sam Hartman, I am I'm fairly positive that at one point – you referred to him as a top 10 quarterback in college football last year. At the very least, you mentioned that like Look, NFL scouts Will, were calling him that. And so I've said, I, I've even, I, I don't doubt that I said that. And even as recently as a couple months ago, I said he is one of the best transfer quarterbacks that we've seen in this, in this transfer era. Last couple of years, you look at his touchdown to interception ratio, his efficiency against top 25 teams, not just in his career. I think he is a, a, a very good quarterback. Okay. That's not what I'm saying though. I'm saying he's everyone's overreacting to the impact he's going right, to have at okay. Notre Dame, despite how efficient he is. This is what I say with everyone. This is my Matt Campbell thing, and it turns into I'm anti Sam Hartman or I'm anti Matt Campbell. I think people overreact to these things. I'm the seeker of truth, Will, as you know. <laughs> That's my whole goal on here. The so truth seeker. no, I think that he's a very good quarterback, and I I might have him in that borderline top ten. Maybe I was being hyperbolic. Who knows? I, I I'd have to think about the rankings and, and and put more thought into that where I'd have him ranked. Right. But no, he's a good quarterback. I'm not saying yeah, that. No. I'm saying people are overreacting. I, again, like I think I, I think we're on the same page. I I just think you're saying like the hype on Notre Dame is too much just because they're bringing him in. Whereas like that's I, I definitely think that I just think it's a huge upgrade at a very important position for Notre Dame for what they had last year. But again, we're gonna find out, dude, because we definitely have that Ohio State bet board game and uh, 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 with Notre Dame. Yeah, and, and, Ohio and the money's State. come in on your side. The money's come in on your side. But I do like that bet. I've got Ohio State minus eight and a half. Yep. At Notre Dame against Will. I'd rather take the seven, where it's at now, but I'll take the eight and Love it. Okay. Uh, my win total bet for the ACC is Pitt. Now, I, I, I'm not sure if this is seven, seven and a half. I think it's going to depend on on where you look. But I, my point is that I think they're getting to eight wins. Again, like you look at, at what their schedule looks like. And actually, earlier I said they were playing Penn State. I confused that. They're, they're playing West Virginia, another... Uh, big like uh, regional rivalry for them, but they play at West Virginia. But you look at their at their schedule. I think they win at West Virginia. They play Cincinnati, but of course this is Cincinnati post Luke Fickle, uh, potentially a down setting for them. They get North Carolina at home. They get a bye before they play Louisville. I look at their schedule, and the only lo- uh, games where I expect them like, hey, this is a loss is at Notre Dame. I think they lose that game. I think they they probably lose to Florida State at home. But that's two. Mm-hmm. And then if you're asking me. Hey, can they get you know two more toss-up losses and still get to eight wins and get the over here? That's my pick. I'm going with Pitt. Well, Will, I got some good news for you. Then the over/under, you can either get six and a half or seven. Brilliant. Okay, so yeah, so you're gonna have to pay a little bit if you like the six and a half, but that's still available. Six and a half out there. is but the it, easiest it's money there, ever. So yeah, yeah, I love oh, that. God. Oh, it's the there's no such thing as hard money, Tyler. <laughs> uh. I'm guaranteeing it. Everyone, put your mortgage on it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Whatever. I'm not. Just, the listeners would have loved to have seen your face when I said it's easy money. Tyler, Tyler uh, cringes at that because, of course, this is his profession, <laughs> whereas I just do it, uh, uh, you know, amateur. All right. Let's get to the Big Ten. Big Ten. Love it. Can't wait. Can you hear this? 
It's got some clapping in the off. background. I'm feeling. I'm, I got the heat going to the fingers. We're back. Okay. All right, are big are ten. we redrafting uh, the order or what's uh, happening? Yes. I, I vote redraft. I say redraft. Sure. All right. Let's do the same numbers. Will's three. Ryan's two. I'm one. He's going to draft this until it's you and him <laughs> one no. and two. No, I'm not. There right. you are. First overall pick. Well, I couldn't tell if it stayed on two or it picked Ryan again. I mean, it's only a one out of three chance. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Look at that. One. So that's you? That's me. Brilliant. Okay. I mean, this was obviously fixed. All right, so who's got two and three? Uh, Will has two. Okay, Smitty, sorry, buddy. Damn it. That sucks. (laughs) That sucks only because I didn't want Will. Sorry, I don't bring a lot to the table anyway. I didn't want Will to get his team here. No, I wanted Ryan to get that second. All right, I'll start things off. You're taking Ohio State, you dirty dog. I'm going with the... Ohio State University. Um, Will, you're going to get Michigan. Congratulations in the draft. <laughs> would you have taken them, though, if you had the first pick? Would you have taken Michigan? Yes, but again, I, okay. uh, I'll, I'll give it a caveat because I'm very aware that I think that Ohio State has a very legit shot to win the Big Ten, so I'm not being yeah, I'm not just do. being a homer. Yeah, exactly, of course. I, I think it's it's silly what's being said right now about Ohio State. Are they down? Is this? I, I do get the quarterback situation, right? And from what I'm hearing, I don't know about you guys, I've heard Kyle McCord may have lost his job. I think this this quarterback battle is going to go well into the season. What they're saying right now is, like those inside the program, is that Devin Brown, not only is he looking like the best quarterback and he's on track to start, they're saying this kid's got Heisman potential. Okay, but he can... I just want to interrupt you really quickly. So, yes, you're definitely right about all this, and I think that the fact that it hasn't been decided yet bodes poorly for Kyle McCord, but my biggest concern... With uh, with Kyle Brown here is or Devin Brown, Devin excuse Brown. me, is uh, did you know he wears number thirty three as a quarterback? I don't like that at all. Book it, he's a bust. Quarterback can't wear thirty three. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Well, also, I'm not a big fan of the number three in general. Like with numerology, I don't really like three. Same with thirteen. Thirteen is not a good one. Unlucky. So thirty three. Thirty three as a quarterback just looks weird. Imagine a guy in thirty three throwing the football. I, I don't like it. It was, I think the last time we saw it was the hefty lefty for Kentucky. Oh, oh R.I.P., man. Lefty. That was R. fun. Uh, oh, is that? I yes. love Devin Brown. I am uh, pro. I'm pro Devin Brown. Okay. I think he's going to be very good. And Kyle McCord, who last year was the clear backup to C.J. Stroud, I mean, he didn't look bad when he got in. What was he, 16-20 to 20 for four touchdowns, I believe, something like that, top of my head. But it shows a lot to me that this hasn't been decided yet. I was reading an article that said they're the furthest in the camp going back to the Cardale Jones, who's the other quarterback that had the... Uh, anyway, it was the two-quarterback race that year. Uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Dwayne, was it Dwayne and Cardale Jones? Oh, no, no, I think no, no, sorry. Those two. Miller. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, it was um, JT Barrett and, uh, and Cardale Jones. Okay, and Cardale, yeah. And that went well into the season. Yeah. So, I mean, this, the, this they may went be back similar and forth. to that. The injuries okay. ended up deciding so, it. So, I know I spent some time on that, but that's the one sort of thing that you could point to as a negative for Ohio State. I don't think it will be. I think that they're going to figure things out. For most teams in college football, this would be a big deal. I don't think it is for Ohio State. And actually, I mean, look, if I thought Michigan was going to, you know, have the better odds to win, I'd take them. But I believe I'm buying Ohio State at what is a low point right now, or at least considered to be a low right. point. Um, I also want to ask you guys, I'm, I'm putting this out there as a question, is this year the lowest expectations heading into the season in the Ryan Day era? Easily, yeah. I mean, like, uh, like, and again, you're, you're like, you're smart because this is the value play. Like, you're not gonna get, you're probably not gonna get Ohio State at a lower value unless, like, it, unless all the the, the reasons why people are saying, you know, it's a negative year are true and things go downhill. I don't expect that to happen. But yes, I can't. I mean, that's it, it, so far in his career at Ohio State, no doubt this has been this is the lowest point for him. Uh, outside a quarterback, which if they figure that out, look out because <laughs> pretty much everyone's back on offense. Over ninety percent of offensive production is back now. Now we're talking r- rushing and receiving, obviously, right. but th- they got a lot coming back. I think this defense is going to be fast, smart. They do have a tough road schedule, but I'm going to go a different way with this. I think those games, if you can win those games, galvanize your team, galvanize your defense. We're talking games that other teams don't have an opportunity to play before you have to go on the road to Ann Arbor, to Michigan, last game of the season. So that's not going to... What do we often see with teams like Ohio State in the past? What's happened? They get cupcake after cupcake after cupcake, and their biggest game of the year all of a sudden 
is on the road at Michigan or something like that. Right. They are going to be primed by the time that, that point comes in the season. So I think it's actually a positive. If they can win those games, keep their dreams alive, I got Ohio State. Interesting. Yeah, so what are the odds, by the way? For, like, what are you getting on them so to win the it's Big pretty, Ten? It's virtually even. Depending on where you shop around, it's pretty much 170-170. Yeah, So okay. it's Ohio State. It's a slight favorite. So if you look market consensus, Ohio State's probably plus 160, and Michigan's probably plus 175. But it's very close. Yeah, and look, I don't I don't hate it again. Like, to me, yeah, it, there's questions of quarterback, but uh, under Ryan Day, that shouldn't matter. Like, it, it really is plug and play for who, like, we know whoever comes in is probably going to throw for, like, 45 touchdowns and, uh, and a, hand, right. and a exactly. handful of interceptions. However, like, you're right. The question has always been, like, they're so good that they destroy everybody, and then they only have, like, a few tests. They will have a few more this year. You're right. The schedule is a little bit tougher. They're at Notre Dame. They're at Wisconsin. That is a trap yeah. game. So hard yeah. with Luke Fickle. You know Luke Fickle is going to want to show up against his alma mater, against Ohio State. They, they do get Penn State at home, but then they're at Michigan. And so I think that just the – especially the – because, like, even if even if Ohio State beats Michigan uh, in Ann Arbor, which absolutely could happen, I still think that you're it, it's an uphill road for Ohio, Ohio State to still have the better uh, uh, right. record just because of their schedule. So my number one pick and who I'll take number two is Michigan. It's not just a homer pick. They get Ohio State at home. The rest of their schedule is fairly easy. At Penn State is really the only one where I think they may go in underdogs or just even. Um, they. Re- what do you think about replacing Ronnie Bell and Luke Schoonmaker, who were big targets last year? Yeah, I mean, like the wide receiver depth has always, like, they don't have a, a number one amazing wide receiver. Like, that's actually the weakest point on the offense. They have a bunch of guys that are very similar. Now, Ronnie Bell was like a captain. It was awesome. But as far as like production goes, it's not that big a deal. Schoonmaker, same thing. There's a the, the last year the, the breakout player was a true freshman tight end named uh, um, Colston Loveland. He's going to be the number one tight end, he, and they brought in a transfer tight end from Indiana who's a big name as well. So again, like they brought in some transfers in the transfer portal to fill a couple of spots, but they return exactly the same as Ohio State, pretty much the vast majority of their actual production. Now right. there's a couple of whole, right. same thing with Ohio State. A couple of guys they lose in the offensive line. But I think that bringing having the J.J. McCarthy and the two running backs in, in Blake Corm and, and uh, Donovan Edwards is just like the offense is not going to be a question mark. And I think that the defense is going to be po- like deeper and possibly even better than last year. But well, I mean, they lost a the first round pick, second round pick and fifth round pick. So that's going to be tough to replace them. But I get what you're saying. They're getting better around these players. Yeah, I just think they're and it's interesting. Well, what you, you mentioned the offense. It's, I think it's so cool to see the evolution of these teams. You give these coaches enough time. For a long time, and well, you watch every Michigan game, so let me know if I'm wrong from the outside looking in, but it seems like for a long time, Jim Harbaugh did the old the old Nick Saban thing, which is you win with defense and a quarterback that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. But it seems like recently, they can win with their offense, and they can win games with their offense driving that, so it seems like they've kind of shifted. Maybe I'm off with how much it's actually impacted their ability to win games, but I think it's really cool to see how this has happened. So no, I, think, I think they don't necessarily need that top five defense. But I think you're right. I mean, I, they're still going to be a run-first team, so it is going to have, like, just from the visuals, a little bit of, like, an old-school offense, but I think you're right. Like, they have – now they have a quarterback that can take more deep shots and be more aggressive, and you have seen that for sure, and so – Again, like to me, the schedule and uh, and knowing how they're going to match up against their teams, I, like ultimately, I think Michigan will probably be eleven or no heading into that Ohio State game. And depending on how how Ohio State does, they'll probably be eleven or no too. And again, it's going to be a massive matchup, but they get it at home, so uh, they're hmm. my pick to win the Big Ten and, and go back to the playoff. All right, Ryan, who you got third overall? Where the odds drop off, eleven to one is the next team on there. Well, um, that just leaves me with old James Franklin. The shiniest head in college football. Most aerodynamic, I go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, So they're going to have a strong defense under Manny Diaz, even uh, after losing Joey Porter Jr. uh, to the Steelers, I believe he went um, in the draft. Um, Big question marks at receiver um, after uh, after losing their their two top uh, targets from last year. Um, But uh, have a promising young quarterback. um, Drew Aller. Drew Aller. Yeah, I like him. And uh, as far as their um, schedule goes, pretty favorable. Um, probably the toughest non-conference they have is West Virginia, but they get him at home. And then, really, it's just kind of uh, kind of blah until they get um, 
until they have to go to uh, Columbus on October 21st. So I'll take Penn State at the at the three hole. And, you uh, we'll you mentioned uh, you mentioned Manny Diaz. I think one of the most uh, positive things for Penn State is the finally for the first time in a while. A little bit of uh, stability in the coaching staff. Sure, sure. Right? Uh, uh, Manny Diaz is back for his second season. Uh, uh, Mike Yersetich enters his third season. Yeah. Stacey That's Collins, special team coach. Every, everyone pronounces his name different, by the way, so I don't even know if you're right or wrong. But I've, I've, heard, I've heard his name pronounced so many different ways. I looked it up online, so I'm going uh, whatever the, the website I found, <laughs> Yersetich. Uh, and then Stacey Collins, special teams coach, is entering his second season. So for the first time in a while, it's like, Familiar faces. They know what they're doing. Same thing. Now, I do wonder, you know, Ryan said Drew Aller, good young quarterback, and I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm super high on Aller. But Sean Clifford provided such stability in this offense for a long time that it's going to be tough to replace. And it's not his stats because he wasn't always the best quarterback on the field, but it's the leadership, and that's that's right. a big part of, of losing Clifford. Well, and so. they only lost to Ohio State and Michigan last year. Those were the only two losses, right? And so, right, right. But the, the thing with Drew— That's the thing, though. James Franklin is a good coach. You go back and look, like, his against-the-spread records are decent. I mean, who's who kills it there? But overall, he's got last year 11-2, and two, year before that— uh, seven and six, four and five, eleven and two. So he's either there where he's winning, or it seems like it's like a rebuilding year for he's, for uh, he's, James Franklin. He's always like missing one little piece, and I rag on him a lot. Like, yeah, he's well. So are you, Will? Well, but I don't blame you. For I'm it. missing more than one. Um, he, I mean, he, he he loses a lot of late leads. He's had a lot of fourth quarter leads in games. He ended up losing. But again, like the thing with Drew Aller, this dude is like a legit like five star talent. However. We had just haven't seen enough. Like it's hype right now. Now, if he lives up to the hype, Penn State could win the conference legitimately. They could they could go undefeated. Wow. Like honestly, that's I think that's the ceiling for this guy. But again, like I remember hearing somewhat not maybe not quite as similar, but somewhat similar hype about Sean Clifford when he came in. And so I, I to me, I need to see James Franklin actually develop a quarterback to that level before I'll believe it. But that being said, like Drew Aller has all the talent. Like the arm talent with this guy is insane. And if he puts it together, like they're going to be really fucking good. Okay, so I was actually wrong with the odds. Let me get this straight here, so it's just so we're clear. Uh, Ohio State is the favorite, plus one sixty-five, general consensus. Michigan is the second favorite, very close, plus one eighty, market consensus. Then third is Penn State at six to one. Interesting. So it's not that now where far is off, six to one? Because next the the only the team we haven't talked about, which a lot of people are hyped on. Where is Wisconsin in this mix? The Badgers. They're next at eight to one. Okay, because they were my team that I had borderline third, fourth, only because they're coming out of the West. Now, look, if Tanner Mordecai converts well to the Big Ten, we've seen transfer quarterbacks from other uh, conferences. You know, sometimes they move to a conference, do well. Sometimes they move and don't do well. If he does well, you look at Wisconsin's schedule. They ha- have a legit chance to go 12-0. and However, what worries me is that the I, what's their win total, like eight and a half? So to me, that 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 signals that maybe the market has questions on them. Uh, I know that I mean we're all super high on Luke Fickle and what he can do at Wisconsin, but I think that if things go well at the quarterback position specifically, and if the offense is more dynamic than what we've used to been seeing, like I, Wisconsin has a legit chance to go undefeated. Like honestly, right? No, I actually think that uh, I mean I'm right there with you. I'm very high on them and Luke Fickle. I think a lot of people are pro Fickle. I think I think that the general idea is he's a good coach, but I'm going to take it a step further and and say that he is elite top ten. I did. Uh, I've got my new quarterback or my new uh, coach rankings this year, and I'll give you my top ten real quick, and just get your quick thoughts. Because my point is, you get a coach like Luke Fickle, and I've said this at nausea, but I'm going to repeat it. If you get a good coach, coach, I believe head coach of college football is probably the number one most influential coach of any sport. And you get a coach like Luke Fickle into a program that has a lot of good talent, great on the offensive line, which so perfectly fits what Fickle does. I think it is a match made to where. He doesn't need those two, three years. I think he can, he can win immediately. All right, so my, my top 10 rankings, and this has to do with a whole bunch of stuff, historical stats, but mostly, if I had to start a team right now, these would probably be those rankings, okay? So that's probably not that far off from the actual rankings right now if I'm starting a team right now. Number one, Nick Saban. Number two, Kirby Smart, and that's pretty much interchangeable, sure. right? It's This is hundreds of a place separating these two. One Saban, two Smart. Number three, Brian Kelly. Number four, Lincoln Riley. Number five, Jim Harbaugh. Mm. Any issues so far? I, I mean, no. I, all those guys are deserving. I'm just, I'm very intrigued to know because I think we've had differing opinions on Dabo. I want to know where Dabo Swinney is. 
Number six, Ryan Day. He, I, I've let him <laughs> go with Ryan Knight. Okay. So number six, Ryan Day behind Jim Harbaugh, who I have fifth. Uh, number seven, Dabo okay. Sweeney. Number eight, Jimbo Fisher. Number nine, <laughs> Kyle Whittingham, who is the single most underrated coach in college Agreed. football. If, to do what he's done at Utah Agreed. for as long yep. as he's done it, most underrated. And then number 10, as I said, Luke Fickle. So wow. again, one Saban, two Smart, three Brian Kelly, four Lincoln Riley, five Jim Harbaugh, six Ryan Day, seven Dabo Sweeney, eight Jimbo Fisher, nine Kyle Whittingham, ten Luke Fickle. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't prepared to come with a list, so I'm not. I don't have a ton of strong arguments, but I. But just top, just just top your top of the old. Noggin, I would. Top I, I would have noodle. to put Dabo higher. I'd have to move him ahead of. Uh, of I mean, he's. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's won multiple national championships in recent history. So. Right. Um, you know that that's where I'd have him. I, I don't. I don't have it. But that's where you give the conversation. Who you're going to put him ahead? But you know, maybe Ryan Day potentially. I think he Ryan Day was born on third. We all know that. <laughs> yes, we do. So, Shout uh, out Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't hate it. But, but yeah, so that's I think what I got was, there. Wisconsin but. has a very high ceiling, and but still maybe kind of a low floor. I mean, we are still talking about a new coach coming in with yeah a team that returns a lot of starters, but like Wisconsin's been an underachieving team the last couple of years, and yeah, that was Paul Christ. But like, how many times have we seen like Wisconsin is the the favorite to win the Big Ten West, and then guess who would end up winning it? Iowa or or you know Purdue or something like that. And so, and I honestly, don't sleep on Iowa right. to win the Big Ten West either. They had a legit transfer uh, season. No, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. Dude, they on brought that. in Kate McNamara <laughs> from Michigan, which is going to be a a he's a legit. Yeah, he's not the flashiest five star quarterback, but that guy was was legit solid game uh, game player and, and game manager at Michigan. They also bring in Eric All, a tight end that is familiar with with uh, Cade McNamara from Michigan. Like, I, I think there's high potential for Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator, to ruin Cade McNamara. But if you're asking about, like, Iowa upgrading their offense instantly, that's huge for them. Um, and, and to me, they're just a team that people always, dis- and including me, always disrespect and yet they still are almost always there in the last couple of games of the season. Like, hey, if we win this game, we're in the Big Ten championship game. And so don't sleep on them. Okay, I agree. They're going to have an upgrade at, at quarterback. But Spencer Peters last year took so much unnecessary blame. Maybe. I know Maybe. he didn't have great numbers. I know he was but but it's not as easy as, oh, you get Peters out, you get McNamara in, boom, they're going to start right. winning games. Now, I will give Kirk Ferentz benefit of the doubt for sure, but I, I I'm selling my Iowa State or my Iowa stock. What's the over under for them? Let me look at that. Oh, uh, I think it's like seven again, like somewhere in that area. And yeah, you're right. It, it could is be eight and oh, a wow. half. Eight so and a Brian, half. For Brian Iowa. Ferentz, you're taking the over. I don't know if I'm taking the over, Ooh, but the, the fact that they have the same win that. total as Wisconsin is telling. Um, like again, like yeah. I th- I think exactly what what I said. Brian Ferentz, the offense coordinator, who's been Horrific, and yeah, maybe he was the one that ruined Spencer Petrus. Maybe Spencer Petrus sucked. No one will really know, right? But if Cade McNamara comes in and starts crushing it, all of a sudden people are going to go, hey, maybe it was Spencer Petrus. If he sucks, then we're going to go, hey, it is what we thought we, want, we it was, and, and, you know, Brian Ferentz fucking sucks, which is very likely as, as well. So, All right. Loser uh, drafts? Loser. Ryan's up. Yep. I'm leading off for the losers, and uh was kind of – Going back and forth between two teams, but I think I settled on Northwestern. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Obvious choice. Northwestern, I mean, obviously they've had, uh, with the whole hazing scandal, um, losing Pat Fitzgerald. Um, But last year this was a team that averaged just under 14 points a game offensively. They uh, lost their leading rusher from last year. They lack um, offensive talent. Um, And their defense only returning five starters, which they were pretty porous as well last year. So... I uh, can't help but think that Northwestern's going to struggle really oh, yeah. bad. Yeah, it's going to be a long season for uh, for the you know three dozen wild wildcat fans out there. Sorry, maybe that's mean, but <laughs> it's going it's going to be a, a long road to hoe for them. So, uh, so Tyler, you're uh, you got the number two pick? Or no, I do. Uh, sorry for our. Oh damn it! You, I was going to try and you sneak picked that first. One in. Hope he didn't notice. Uh, I'm taking yeah, I'm taking Indiana, the Hoosiers. I think uh, the, yeah, that, that was the, the program is is in steep decline with with Tom Allen, who by the way I think has done well there, but I think it's a tough place to win. You get guys transferring out. Obviously, he lost Michael Penix two years ago. Uh, he's losing other guys uh, transferring to big, big Ten programs like Michigan. They're they're losing talent from what was already a bad team last year. They open up the the season against Ohio State. They're probably going to lose by fifty. Um, I, I think uh, I think Indiana's. You know, I, I think that they may only win like three or four games. 
Uh, Tom, the tool man, Allen on the hot seat? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe, honestly. Although, like, he's he also, he's also won more games there than most people have at Indiana, but it's been, been a it's roller true. coaster, that's for sure. All right, uh, I will take, sorry for our loyal fans in New York, uh, going oh, Rutgers here. Oh, no, not the Shiano, man. F- Fade in the Shiano, yeah. I don't like the, the schedule for me. Interesting. They, they do get Wagner. They, they, well, that's they a win. Wagner this year, but I don't, you, yeah, look, it's a third overall pick. I think you guys. I would have taken Purdue. I would have taken here. Purdue over them. Just losing Jeff Brom, really? losing uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell, losing a lot of talent, and then they bring in I can't remember his name, the defensive coordinator from Illinois, who's going to be the head coach there. Uh, but I think Purdue may have Ryan thank Walters. You. Um, yes, I think that I think Purdue may. But look. Betting on Rutgers to be bad is, is never a bad bat tower, so I'm not totally against you. Exactly. <laughs> Going with the old bread what's and butter your, here, uh, What's so. your win total pick? Uh, win total pick in the Big Ten is going to be Ohio State over 9.5. 9.5? No, 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 no. That's, is that really what their win total is? I thought it was like 10.5, 10, 10.5. Oh, it is 10.5. I had 9.5. So right you'd need them to go 11 and, and, I 11 and 1, field. my friend. Well, no, no, no. I had the nine and a half. Well, but that's not. Yours. That's not. No, take the nine and a half if you can yeah, find you it. Can't give that out. Mine is going to be <laughs> no, exactly. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to give it. I'll give me a. Sec I'm going to go Wisconsin over eight and a half. Even though, again, I think there's a lot of question marks. The fact that they not get bad. Ohio State at home, which I, I like, I could see Wisconsin like beating Ohio State and also losing to Minnesota, just because I think it's going to be kind of a wonky first year. But I think that's going to be a game they're going to be so ready for that Luke Fickle is going to make a message to all the, the Ohio State regents, like, hey, whenever you're done with Ryan Day, I'm ready for you. I'm your guy. Um, I think that I think Wisconsin could easily go 9, 10, 11 wins um, and, and at 8.5, you know. I'm going to jump on that. Can I get on your we'll double it up. pick train? We'll, okay, yeah, double we're both on the Badgers. We love it. Yeah, yeah, both on the Incredible. Badgers. Incredible, yeah. I mean, like, uh, this is, again, why yeah. I think this is going to be the most – exciting college football season like that we've seen in a long time just with all the factors right it's the 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 farewell tour for the pac-12 uh it's the farewell tour for texas and oklahoma and the big 12 we got new teams in the big 12 this is the last year in the big 10 before they do away with the divisions and add all these teams from the pac-12 like uh, you have new coaches going everywhere coordinators quarterbacks transferring i think this is going to be the most amazing year in college football when it comes to drama and storylines as as well as just like fantastic talent and games and and Luke Fickle is a huge part of that. I think that Wisconsin just became so much more exciting over what we were used to with Paul Christ. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So I can't wait. Yeah. Um okay. Any any last notes before we we bail and next week we're breaking down real games, boys? I don't think I is that next well, week? Next week we're gonna be breaking down week zero games, right? Oh my God! That's Isn't this week. fucking amazing? I'm so ready for that Isn't this show. amazing? Oh, mm-hmm. get it here. Yes. No, I don't have anything else. Navy I'm ready Notre Dame to start in Ireland, week zero. That's it. Navy Notre Dame, a little oh, look at the Irish. Back to the mother country. <laughs> oh, that's it. Uh, who had the better accent? Well, we are we are right. Uh, you know what? They, you know, I said a little. Look they were the both Irish, pretty you know. good. They were actually both pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. I think that I'm a little bit better with the British accent. You know, a little bit lighter, a little bit. Little it's bit solid. It's. Uh, I like when you do your Michael Caine. That's it's the best the, um, British accent that you have. So Michael Caine, you know, Batman. <laughs> you can't shave golf from all in one night. Okay, <laughs> follow us good. on uh, what used to be called Twitter at CFB underscore Pod. Uh, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, support the show. And next week we're breaking down games. Can't wait. We'll see you then.